delivery bros. All right, we're starting this motherfucker in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Black Fabio, a.k.a. The Midnight Marauder, a.k.a. I don't know what the fuck I was doing right there. Anyways, how are we doing today? Yes, I am recording mobily right now because right now, I'm not going to lie. I had to get the fuck out of the house. I wanted some food. So I decided to go to Jack in the Box. So I am coasting, going to Jack in the Box, keeping the thing moving, doing the damn thing. You know what I'm saying? You probably don't know what I'm saying. But anyway, um, I just need to get out of the house for a second. It's been a weird fucking week. Um, how's everybody doing, though? Like, straight up, like, um, how you holding up? We at the end of the week now, so we have crossed the threshold of another five-day period going into the weekend, and you know what, how the fuck are you? <laughs> I just wanted to um, touch base and everything. This one's going to be a short episode, but I felt like I could at least say this episode is more of... We're going to check on each other, see how we're doing mentally and physically and stuff like that. Um, I'm doing okay. Um, to be honest, I was, you know, I had a uh, rough beginning of the week. I was a little depressed. But um, I shook it off and um, just got back to doing what the fuck I needed to do. I mean, to be quite honest, it's no use, you know... Being a bitch about things. Eh, I ain't even say that. Like, it's just, it was just one of those low periods, man. Like, straight up. Like, I think that is something that happens to all of us at some point. I'm just, like, more drained than I am sad because of the fact that, you know, let me put it like this. Like, for me, battling with bipolar disorder and everything, I um, I have my low periods sometimes, and sometimes it's hard to get through. Um, I, I'm trying to make sure I keep pushing myself so it doesn't, you know, hinder me from reaching goals or, you know, just living my life. And it's hard sometimes, because sometimes it makes you not want to get out of bed. It makes you... Not want to be productive, not want to take care of yourself in a lot of different ways. It makes you very lethargic. Um, and to be quite honest, I was like, fuck all that. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to put myself in a position where I can't keep going. I mean, I you take medicine every day. I, um... I practice breathing exercises. I think I'm going to start going back to the gym because I need to lose some of this weight. Even though I'm eating late night jack of the box, so I'm probably going to be up for a couple more hours just so I can digest this shit. And I don't know. Like, it's been a roller coaster, like, dealing with this. I've been dealing with this since, like, 2016. And, 
you know, that's when I, like, got diagnosed. I wish I would have pushed myself to get help sooner. But I'm thankful that I got the help I needed then than never. Because, like, I've um, I've stated this before. You know, growing up in the black community, mental health is something that's kind of never talked about. It's more of, you know, oh, he's crazy. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, he's just crazy, man. You tripping, bro. Just pray about it. You're going to be cool. Or It's like, man, why are you tripping, man? It's like, bro. It's like, don't be a bitch. You know, like, <clears throat> stuff like that. Sorry, all of a sudden I had to almost burp. I was trying not to burp in your guys' ears. Ugh. You know, like, it's, it's, it's something that I've had to battle with. And didn't realize I was battling. I've I have family members who all had their mental health problems. Um, I mean, this goes all the way back to like both of my parents' sides of the family, from depression to schizophrenia and all that kind of stuff. So it's not my first rodeo in being into this like situation. But you you definitely start to notice things more as you get older. On what makes, uh, like, what can, like, you know, just the occurrence. Let me pull out this. Okay, the way I'm saying this is, the looking at the occurrences and how people act, once you realize, like, your position in mental health, you start to notice signs of things from other, in other people. I'm not saying I'm diagnosing people, but you can tell that, there's either trauma there, there's things that have not been taken care of. And you realize, especially, it's sort of like the statement of game recognizes game, right? It's like, for instance, bipolar recognizes bipolar or depression and all that. You can identify with somebody is what I mean. I'm not saying I'm diagnosing somebody. So, oh, you had depression. Oh, you had But you can kind of feel it. I don't know what it is. It's like this weird connection you have with somebody it's it's a weird mental health connection i guess it's like it's almost like you can almost feel it from the other person like a sonar or some shit like i mean and i know people people are very interested in how you read each other you know what i'm saying um look i'm gonna tell y'all i'm gonna tell y'all a little bit about myself if it happened before, and to some of y'all, y'all have listened to some of the previous episodes, and you probably have gotten, you know, glimpses of who I am. So, I'm going to just start off by talking, because I feel like, you know what, it's, I guess it's time to tell more of an elaborate version of my story. And so, I'm going to, I'm going to give you descriptions of who I am. Uh, piece by piece. So, today, I'm going to do that. And I hope you listen and maybe you can learn something about yourself throughout this or what. So, um, my name is Anthony Williams. I know I go by Anthony Anthem. That is my podcast name. That's my stage name. That's basically my persona, what I do. But I was born as Anthony Williams. I am... Originally here from Missouri. I've been here in Missouri for 21 years. I didn't actually, um, I wasn't actually born here. But 
It all started when I was born in 29 Palms, California. Um, my parents were both military, both um, Marines. That's actually how they met was in the military. And we lived in California for about six months. And then my dad got shipped out the Desert Storm. And my mom came home to Kansas City. And then when my dad got out of Desert Storm, we moved to Michigan. And that's when I started. That's where I got my memory, like my my beginnings of my memory is in uh, Michigan. Like I wasn't always aware of stuff, but I was aware enough to know. Okay, this is life. I guess it's the best way to say. I mean, you don't remember everything when you're a toddler. But I do remember living in Michigan as a toddler just because of the fact specific things happened. I was actually, I actually was babysat by a Polish family um, by the name of the Pazinskis. And so I remember them fondly. I actually, ran, I actually ran into the mom of that family on Facebook. But she's still doing well. She's silly, but she's, you know, I remember that because of the fact my dad worked with their dad, the, the dad of the family, um, in the Marines at uh, one of the bases out there in Michigan and um, Lansing. And by that time, my mom had gotten out, too. Um, living in Michigan was interesting. Most of the time, I was with the Pazinskis because both of my parents were working. Um, but I didn't know at the time that... There was a lot of crazy things going on between my parents. Um, my dad had a fatal attraction because, well, he decided to go sleep around on my mom. And this woman was, like, keying, uh, keying cars and shit and uh, spray painting all over the fucking cars and stuff like that, leaving weird notes and stuff like that, threatening my mom. Dad apparently had to go out and straighten that shit out. He actually brought his pistol with him. I was like, you almost shot somebody? Yeah, because she was fucking shit up. I was like, I just want to say one thing. Daddy, you a hoe. I mean, he told me this later. So it was just like, I was just like, well, it wouldn't be the first time I figured you were, you cheated on mom. But that's a whole different story. It's like, I'm not the same because my daddy cheated on my mom. That's why I can't have a good relationship. No, no. Let me put it like this. A lot of the shit that my dad has done, I do the opposite of. Because one thing, you don't have to repeat history. You have a choice. I cannot make any excuses because of my dad. My dad, yes, he was a shitty husband. And yeah, he was a shitty dad. I'm not going to sit here and lie. But anyway, that's the whole... We'll get to that part. Anyway, so after a while... um. My dad decided we're going to go ahead and move to Florida. Because the reason why he wanted to go to Florida was there was family out there. His side of the family was out there. And then there was also a uh, military base over there in Mayport, which is like literally like 15 minutes outside of Jacksonville Beach. And so he was like, this would be a perfect opportunity. He could, work, he could transfer jobs because he was working at the commissary up there in Lansing. So he could just transfer and go to the commissary out there in Jacksonville. And I remember that that commissary very fondly. 
It was like we were there every day. I mean, we used to get groceries like crazy out there and stuff like that when Dad was still in the military. And the thing was, when we moved to Florida, that's when I saw my um, my older half-sister more, Antoinette. Now, Antoinette used to come and visit in Michigan off and on up here because my dad was previously married to her mom. And so I would see her periodically, but we really didn't connect until, I'd say, when he moved to Florida because her mom was in that area, in that region, so I got to see her more. So she started living with us um, at a certain period from the couple years we were there. So... Um, I did my first, I did, I finished preschool and I did my first two years of school in Florida. I'm sorry, my first three years of school in Florida, uh, K through two. And one thing, um, one thing I always remembered was I don't really, I really didn't like school. Hell, I didn't like school back then, bro. I don't know what the fucking was. I didn't even really enjoy school. I, I used to get picked on a fucking lot, bro. I mean, everybody just wanted to fuck with me. <laughs> I mean, shit, if people were calling me names and shit like that. I mean, it wasn't like one of those things where it's just like, I hate the world or anything like that. It was just like, it was just, I don't know why, but I was just a fucking target. Man, I remember one of the, um, this, um, this big girl named Chloe, who was fatter than me, used to call me fucking Big Fat Jelly Roll. And I'm just like, I looked at her and I'm just like, but you're fat too. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I don't know, I hope she's doing well wherever she's at now, but at the same time, I remember, she used to talk mad shit to me, and I think I came to realize, and then she kind of liked me. And then I realized, yeah, that probably was it. Because she used to fuck with me all the time, throwing pieces of paper on me, Hit me with a spitball type of shit. Like, it was just a cliche elementary school shit. And we were always in the same class. I could never get away. Ugh. And I'll tell you what. Thinking about it, that was probably one of the widest schools I've ever went to in my life. But there was always, there were some periods, though, where I went to, like, two different districts. Because... My pops fucked up our money. My mom was working majority of the time. He was only working like part time at the commissary. My dad was fucking around way too much. But at the same time, I'm not gonna act like I didn't benefit from my dad fucking around too. Because he used to let me skip school. <laughs> A lot. Instead of going to fucking school, we'd be hitting crystals, which is like the southern version of White Castles. We be going to Crystals, and then we go into the fucking mall playing in the arcade, and he's probably hollering one of the side pieces or something like that while I'm distracted playing video games. I ain't gonna even sit here and lie. <laughs> that motherfucker found a way to distract me during uh, during certain times. Uh, I remember one time he brought me over to some lady's house, and one of her kids scratched me in the fucking eye, right? My mom was so fucking pissed. She's like, who the fuck scratched my son in the fucking eye? And I, I don't know what the fuck dad said. I remember he said some shit. To, you know, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he said to get out of that one. 
But, motherfucker. Oh, my God. He almost got so fucking caught up that day. Oh, man. Man, my dad was trash. I ain't gonna even sit here and lie. He was a trash-ass husband. And I say that, well, you know what? Look. I love my dad. Because... He's one half that brought me into this world. But, do I like him at times? Fuck no. I don't. I don't hate him. I just have a dislike for a lot of the things he's made excuses on. I will never hate my father. What the fuck's that going to do for me? I mean, when it comes down to it, he's going to continue to live his life. And then on top of that, me hating him only deconstructs the relationship I have with his other children that are my siblings. I don't care if they're half. I don't care if they're a quarter. I don't care. They are my siblings. And I want to have a relationship with them. So me having any type of, what can I say, malice towards somebody that's their father is only going to hinder my relationship with them. But we all agree, he is kind of shitty. Motherfucker still think he about 24, going out and fighting and shit. But anyway, I digress. So, in between all this shit, we were moving around a lot. Because dad was fucking up the money. He was running the streets, going, you know, hitting up hoes. And, you know, just going out here, just blowing money away and shit. Buying shit he don't need, buying cars we don't need. Fucking... Smoking blunts in the back porch and shit. You know, my mom was a very anti-drug person. So, it was just like, what the fuck? Like, you're out here smoking weed and shit like that. What, Like, what the fuck? You should know better. Especially since you got... You work for the fucking military. What the fuck are you doing? And... Like, coming to realize it now, I think... He suffered a lot of PTSD. And... Here's the thing, he could have, like, my Aunt Tracy has tried to help him. We've had certain points in life where everybody has tried to help him at one point. Hell, my mom tried to help him so many damn times. But it started getting to the point where it's just like, you can't change somebody if they don't want to change. My dad was very abusive, verbally, physically, mentally, emotionally, to my mom. And sometimes me and my sister caught the brunt in of some of that shit, too. But my mom got the worst, of course. My mom is... My mom is still counseling and trying to get work done for, you know, her mental health even now. And this is... This is maybe, you know, 22... I'd say about 22, 24 years ago. Okay? So, it's just like... It's still a work in progress. And I'm not gonna lie. There were a lot of points... Even in me and my mother's relationship... Where it's... The past... Definitely... Kind of... Messed up... Our, you know... Growth in our relationship... For a very long time. But I'm not taking away anything from my mom because my mom was a good mom. But he really did fuck us up. 
in a lot of different ways. He he was not the man that I once knew. The first, like in the later years before my parents split up. I mean, of course, you know, I was still a little kid at the time. I was like eight or nine when I came up here to Missouri. But he, um, he, it just like, it seemed like the abuse just got worse. Like after my brother was born, that's when it just, it was getting to the point where there was just blood. There was bloodshed. I'm talking about like he was punching her and throwing her all over the fucking place. I would try to jump in the middle of it and then I get fucking punched in the fucking face. I get knocked across the fucking room. I remember one day I said, one day I want to get big enough so where I can beat his ass myself. I didn't say it in those exact words, but my mom remembers me saying, one day I want to get big and strong and I'll beat him up for you, mom. Blah, blah, blah. And my mom was like, oh, shit. That's when she knew she had to figure out a way to get the fuck out of there. Like, my mom had to set up an elaborate game plan to get out of there. And I'm telling you right now, in that elaborate game plan, it took some moss. She had to go open up a private bank account somewhere. She had to make sure she could put money away in certain places to where he can't access it. Because it took it took a couple months for her to actually get the plan going. So, throughout all that, she's still, like, getting abused, the shit beat out of her, talked down to, just... He's trying to break her. But she... She just kept it calm and just focused on the fucking goal. Because at any point, she could have just caved. I'm not going to sit here and lie. I didn't even know what she was planning. Of course, like, she... The fact that mom was able to pull off this elaborate plan the way she did, I give her the utmost credit because... It's hard to get away from a situation like that. It really fucking is. I... I think about it all the fucking time. Like, at any point, she could have gave up on even thinking about leaving. Hell, she could have gave up on trying to leave with us. She could have left us. There's a lot of different scenarios that... My mom could have done, could have done, and to be real, like this scenario could have gone one way or the other. I probably would not be the Anthony Anthem you know now, depending on my mom's choice. My mom didn't abandon us. She could have fucking abandoned us. I mean, in that situation, sometimes you got to go solo. She chose to stick it out just long enough so she had enough that we could all go. My mom wanted to take my sister with us, too. But, of course, you know, since she's my half-sister and she's not the mother, she, um, she couldn't take her. You know what's fucked up is I found out later, like a couple years back, my dad was trying to get my sister to say, uh, say uh, to call the police and tell them that my mom was touching her inappropriately. Was basically saying to tell, to, like telling my sister that 
I you should call the police and tell them that um, your stepmom tried to molest you. On some real fucked up shit. Like my dad was doing whatever he could to drag us back down here and keep her in his clutches. My sister said, "Fuck no." So are you out of your fucking mind? Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, this is like that's why the thin line of love and hate comes from my from my dad, because I found out other parts of the backstory from when we left. He was saying some very fucked up and reckless shit. Hell, he thought my mom and my aunt, uh, mom and his his sister were having a lesbian relationship. My mom's not gay, by the way, and neither is my aunt. And then he also said that my mom was hooking up with his mom. I was like, my mom's not gay. <laughs> Even if she was, like, I, I don't think she would have that type of relationship with them. That's, that would be weird. My, shit, my, my aunt on my dad's side is actually the reason why I'm here. Because she introduced us to... But she actually didn't even want them to date. Hell, my sister was like, you should not date my crazy-ass brother. My mom was hard-headed. I know where the fuck I get it from, mama. <laughs> don't don't listen when somebody tells you some shit. And you gotta find out the fucking hard way. She admits, yeah, I found out the fucking hard way. She was like, damn it. Can't get those fucking years back. <laughs> I'm in my car still, but anyway, so, of course, my mother can't get them years back, but, anyway, so, my mom had to figure, map this elaborate plan, and this took months, okay, putting money away, figuring out where the fuck she was gonna go, I remember we stayed at a friend's house for, like, overnight, um, and shout out to Miss Magasha, stayed at her house overnight, Head to Atlanta, stayed with a friend, Lisa. Um, unfortunately, they're not in contact anymore, but Miss Lisa, if you're out there and you're listening, you're one of the reasons why we made it here and we're safe. So shout out to both of those ladies because they picked up my mom when she was down on the ground. They may not you know, stay in contact like they used to, but at the same time, they were an important part of us getting through this nightmare. <laughs> but anyway, so she planned this out, got a hold of my grandparents, told them what was going on. They said, you know what, bring yourself here and you can stay with us. I mean, we did. We actually came up here, I think, I think it took about two days for us to get out there, I mean, get out here, and we never fucking looked back, but it's, I ain't gonna sit here and I like, that's where the happy endings and all that shit started, that's just one part of the story, like, to be honest, like, a lot of things happen in between 
us touching down to Missouri to even now, of course. Um, I will say that if it wasn't for us leaving, though, I don't think I would be alive. I don't think I would have made past 25 if I lived in Jacksonville. Not the way my pops was living. We would have ended up somewhere in a situation where I probably would have got caught up in some shit. Because I'll tell you what, bullets have no names, especially in Jacksonville. Motherfuckers get killed for looking at the wrong motherfucker the wrong way. It'd be as simple as you stepping outside, motherfucker get, starts shooting, and you go fucking, and you almost fucking die. Because it's a different mentality out there. I don't think I would have the same thought process that I do now if I was still in Jacksonville. And I'm not saying that it, that Kansas City is like super great compared to Jacksonville or nothing like that, but I know the reality of it. It like it's it's a different type of reality out there. And that's no disrespect, cause I got love for Duval County all day. Shoot, some of the most special people in the world that I fondly, fondly, fondly love till the end of time. I will forever have a piece of my heart there. Because that was my beginnings. And that was also some chapters in my story. In Jacksonville. So with that, I think I'm going to leave it at that tonight. But I thought you guys deserved, you know, to hear a regular-ass story tonight. And uh, I hope this kind of gives you an insight on who I am a little bit. Um, let me know if I should continue to tell you more about who I am as a person. This is just, this is just one sleeve of the cake. I'll say that. There's plenty of, there's plenty of pieces left. But, with that guys, I'm gonna go ahead and cut the episode off right here. I want you to have a wonderful Friday. And seriously, um, I love you guys. Don't forget to check out the YouTube, too, because I be doing video and stuff like that. Um, this episode will more than likely not be a video, just be, like, just an audio video on on YouTube. But I do got a lot of videos of the previous recordings I've done. And check it out. Um, find me on Delivery Bros Pod on Twitter, pod, uh, Delivery Bros Podcast on Instagram. Um, you can find me on Delivery Bros on Facebook. Um, my Anthony Anthem pages on two out of the three, so everything but Twitter right now. Working on it. And don't forget to go to the Delivery Bros Podcast YouTube. Just type in Delivery Bros Podcast. You'll find me. You'll probably see the, either you'll see the logo, or you'll probably see my big head on there. I'm, I'm the big black guy with like the, the nappy afro puff, or something like that. Um... Shout out to my homies FNBS, shout out to Rumble the Mist, and shout out to all my friends in the podcasting world. Um, a voice to be reckoned by Brandy Joy, and anyone I may have forgotten, just know you're still in my heart. Other than that, 
I am Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Black Fabio, a.k.a. The Midnight Marauder, a.k.a. Mr. A.k.a. And you have listened to another delivery, bros. You are now delivered. I gotta stop doing that one. Peace, guys. Delivery Bros.